when you follow God, there is a peace, even though there may be a pain. Five eight zero seven Success Forces, Part 16, The Success Force of Following God. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. And today I want to just begin with men and women, I want you to imagine something. Men, I want you to imagine that if you have worked all of your life for years and years and years and you've been highly successful and you've taken all of your money and you're going to spend all of your money on this gift for the love of your life. So you go and you buy this beautiful diamond and you present it to her and you tell her, baby, I just want to show you my love. And here is a woman's best friend. Here is something that'll live forever because diamonds are forever. So, sweetheart, I want to give this to you. It's the result and the summation of all of my long decades of labor I poured into purchasing this for you. And she looks at it. She says, oh, that is just so, so sweet. And she takes the box that contains that which you have so lovingly provided and she opens the box. And inside is this huge diamond. This huge diamond. Now, this, of course, is not a real diamond. If it were, I'd have to have guards up here. But you can imagine. And inside is this huge diamond. But yet the love of your life, she begins to talk about. And she begins to say, oh, my goodness, look at this box. This box is one of the prettiest and most exquisite boxes I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to treasure this box day in and day out. I'm going to put this box next to my bed. I'm going to take this box with me everywhere I go and every day and every night and even at the midday. I'm going to look at this box. Thank you so much for this box. Because, sweetheart, this box is the best and the prettiest box I've ever seen in my life. And then the man goes to thinking, wait a minute. The box? The box ain't worth anything. I've spent all these decades and all these years sweating to buy you the diamond. And you raving over the box. You're talking about you're going to put all your time and all your energy and carry the box with you. What about the diamond? What about all of this energy and money and all of this focus I have put into all of these years to get you this priceless, treasureless diamond? And you talking about the box. What about the diamond? And people, as we get to this last message on success forces, there are forces in life that lead to our success. There are forces in life that lead to our failure. And we've been talking about over the last 15 messages, the various success forces. 
And they've ranged everything from setting goals to taking care of your body to educating yourself to honesty to all of these things to who you walk through life with. We've gone through all of these varying different success forces. You can go to brothersoftheword.com, just type in success forces, and you can listen to the entire series absolutely free. But yet here this man is wondering why is his woman so focused on the box. The success force that overrides and undergirds all other success forces is the success force of following God. And God sometimes wonders for his children that he has put so much into, that he has sacrificed so much for, that he has given his only begotten son for. God sometimes wonders why are my children focused so much on the box instead of what's inside? You see, our bodies, they're nothing but the box. A true diamond even though it is not eternal, it lasts a whole lot longer than the box. A real diamond can last in the earth for millions of years in its original form without tarnish, without fading, and without degrading. A box, the box is not going to last but a few years, and after you take the diamond in and out of the box, you see the hinges, the joints of the box are going to start creaking and wearing. The surface of the box is going to start wrinkling. It's going to start discoloring. It's going to start falling to pieces. You see, the box is not the same as it used to be after about 50 years. It's not like a brand new box. See, the old box can't do what a new box can do. The old box doesn't look like what a new box looks like. The old box doesn't even smell like what a new box smells like. The old box is falling apart, but what's inside the box remains and it stays. And you see, when you follow God, you don't just follow God on this earth. You follow God straight into heaven. If we take our minds off of the box, and see, we spend all our time focused on this box. This box is worth about $1.97 worth of chemicals. We spend all our time focused on this box. Some of us this morning, we don't spend two hours just on the hair on this box. If one of you says to him, go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but it does nothing about his physical need, what good is that? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. The King James Version says faith without works is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by what I do. You believe that there is one God good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. And too often we get hung up on belief. But you know, the Bible says even the demons believe. They believe, but they do not follow. And you need to have both belief and you need to follow God. And when you do that, you will find that success will begin to come in all kind of ways. Now see, sometimes we get the mistaken belief that just because we follow God, things are going to be rosy and easy and nothing ever goes wrong in our opinion. We think if we follow God, I'm just going to have a smooth life and nothing bad will ever happen. God may not take you to worldly success in money, in relationships. Have you ever 
looked at having infirmities or sickness. And sometimes that stuff is just ordained by God. John chapter 9, verse 1, as he went along, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. How many of y'all got some physical illnesses? Now, sometimes it's got something to do with what you've done. Heap of time it's got something to do with what you've done. But this man was born blind, or something you haven't done. This man was born blind from birth. So here was one of the worst physical maladies that you could be struck with. And Jesus said, this was done for the glory of God. Some of the pain that you may be going through may be done for the glory of God. So just because you're following God, it doesn't mean that your body necessarily is going to go through. It said, Elisha died of a sickness. I said, this is the man who put meat on dead bones. Healing all kinds of folk, and he couldn't get his own self healed. See, sometimes no matter how close you walk with God, stuff happens. And sometimes it will happen because there's a timing, there's a destiny for some things. You can't go by whether or not you've got pain or not to determine whether you're walking with God. That's one of the age-old questions, why the bad things happen to good people, and then why the good things happen to bad folk. You're not God. You can't figure out a lot. Your job is to walk. And your job is to walk in the footsteps, not worry about someone else's path. And if you have walked in the path, you'll find that that thing brings a peace with you. The only time I've ever been in a hospital, you all know the story. I was over at the Isle of Patmos in Greece, had a crash on a scooter, ended up in the hospital just as happy as I can be. Laying there in the street, blood streaming down the street. I'm thinking I could possibly die. I wasn't worried one bit, and I really wasn't. I was just as calm and just as peaceful as I can be because I was where God had told me to be. He told me to go there. And I said, Lord, I'm sitting there looking up at the heavens, blood just running all down in the street. If this is where I'm supposed to die, I'm where you told me to be, so be it. I was just as peaceful even with pain and blood flowing. When you follow God, there is a peace even though there may be a pain. Pain is a part of this life. And some of you are going through pain right now. You just can't, Lord, what did I do to deserve this? Sometimes it's just for the glory of God. Because you may have to go through the thing to show somebody else how to go through it. Or to show someone else how a Christian is supposed to go through it. When I was in the hospital, a man, well, he said, man, you can handle it. You're like, you're happier than all of the folk coming in here to visit folk. What is it about you that's different? See, sometimes God will put you in a situation so you can show folk how it's supposed to be handled. You ain't supposed to be, oh, no, oh, goodness, why they have to to me? Why? No, he puts you in there to show you how it's supposed to be handled. When you follow God, you will find that even there is peace, even in the pain. And some of you are going through some tough relationships. You know, God can put you in some rough relationships. Do you know Adam was just as happy as he could be before he got Eve? He just was. Didn't have to work. All he going to pick the fruit off the tree just as naked. Wasn't worried about a thing. It didn't say anything about Adam had any problems whatsoever. Sometimes God can put you in a rough relationship just to teach you. When you look at Hosea, chapter 1, beginning in the second verse, when the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go take to yourself an adulterous wife and children of unfaithfulness because the land is guilty of the vilest adultery in departing from the Lord. So he married Goma, daughter of Diblame, and she conceived and bore him a son. 
So when he married Diblaine's daughter, Goma, he had to end up going and buying Goma back from somebody because Goma was out prostitute. And I know Jose had to say at some point, Lord, now when the Lord began to speak to Jose, so the first thing, you go marry Goma, daughter of Diblaine. And I'm sure Jose had some choice words for Diblaine's daughter down the road. When he had to go and pull out and she wrapped up with some other man, this is the woman God told Jose to marry. So Jose had some issues, but if Jose could understand and see the purpose, he says, I want you to see how I feel when my children are adulterous and unfaithful and unappreciative for all I've done. For. So you marry Goma so you can see how I feel as the prophet. So there's a purpose, even though sometimes there's pain in the purpose. Some of you may not be as pretty as you want to be. In Genesis 29, 16, now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah had weak eyes, but Rachel was lovely in form and beautiful. Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you seven years in return for your younger daughter, Rachel. Now, Leah was old and some say ugly. Whereas Rachel's eyes are pretty, she was beautiful in beauty and form. Y'all know what form means? Do I have to break that down, what form means? So Leah was neither pretty in eyes, face, or form. But yet when Jacob got ready to be buried, he said, bury me next to Leah. So God can take what you may think is not as pretty as somebody else. And all that beauty... God opened Leah's womb, and in the end, Jacob said, bury me next to Leah. You don't know the purpose of what God may have with whatever he gives you. So when you understand some things, it makes a difference, but you got to learn how to simply walk, follow God. Just because you're in tough times does not mean that you're not following God, but if you don't follow God, I can pretty much guarantee you you're going to be in some tough times sooner or later. Now, you may have some good times for a season, but if you don't follow God, I can just about guarantee you're going to have a long season of tough times. And it is after this box disintegrates, after the diamond, after the treasure that's in earthen vessels, after you leave this box, that's when it pays off. That's when the difference comes. When you follow God, you get your eye on the real treasure and you stop worrying so much about the box. If we can learn to follow God. Now sometimes it's not easy following God because we don't do Last week I began and I told you God had spoken to prophesy everyone who was here last week and I'm doing it in groups of 12 every week. I was getting ready to go out of town last week and we had a homegoing service here and as I was standing outside in the foyer I was standing next to someone and the prophetic flow just began. I began speaking over them then. Then later at the repast, the prophetic flow. I said, Lord, listen here. I'm getting ready to go out of town. I'm going out of town with C. Elijah. Can you shut this down while I'm out of town? I'm being perfectly honest with you. I said, can you shut this down while I am out of town? That rhymes. That's a good rap. But anyway, and God answered me. And he said, no, I'm not going to shut it down. I'm going to turn it up. 
I'm saying to myself, oh my goodness, I'm sitting in the airport with C. Elijah. I'm sitting there in the, in the terminal at the gate, waiting on the plane. Got about 30, 45 minutes before the plane leaves. A man sitting across from me is on the phone. I hear God begin to speak. I said, oh my goodness, I don't want to go talk to that man. I don't want to go talk to that man. I'm getting ready to go out of town. I don't want to go talk to that man. But I hear God speaking stuff for the man. And the man, when I walked over to him, businessman dressed all in a suit but his face was just downcast downtrodden he'd been going through some stuff so i began to tell him what the lord god had spoken and his face and everything it was almost like a new creature came i followed see elijah out to the beach see elijah was out at the beach he was laying in the sun at the beach with his sunglasses on and we had a i guess he worked at the little hut where you gave out the towel came and set up the chairs for you with the hotel so see elijah was out swimming with the sharks and i was there and i was laying on the cot and the fellow walked over and god began speaking stuff to me about him and i began to tell him what god said and he began to ask how did you know this and see elijah didn't understand why the fellow was so attentive to us when he got back he would come over do you need anything else do you want this? you can do he would just one thing can i do anything I had spoken a word through God in his life, and it had changed some things about what he was thinking. So I did not want to fool with that while I was traveling. I said, Lord, at least just keep this in the church. Legion, can you just shut it off while I'm traveling? Can you just shut this down while I'm traveling? And we don't understand sometimes God's plans for us, but we have to be willing to And too often, we're not willing to follow because we're spending so much time focused on what we can do for the box. And do you realize if we spent just a third of the time working on the diamond inside on your spirit as you did your box, do you realize how far advanced we would all be? I mean, actually, with some of the women, if you just spent a third of the time, would you spend just working on the top of your box? Not even the whole box, just the top of your box. If we just spend a third of the time working on our spirit that we spend on the top of the box, it would transform some things. The success force of following God and the part that we really have to understand, even though it is smooth when we follow God, there are some rough periods. You know, we just had a hurricane. Hurricanes, as well as all weather, are called acts of God. They're never called acts of Satan. Because it was God who dried up the rain for three and a half years. It was God who did that. I want you to just put some of the pictures up of just the hurricane that recently hit. That's God. Roll the next picture. 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 That's God. See, this is a marina that had boats in it. That's God. Roll the next picture. These are all the boats just blowing all the bits. That's God. Roll the next picture. 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 God. Next picture. That's just the road itself. So sometimes you're trying to travel on the road and God is torn up the road. That's God. Roll the next picture. That's the Waffle House. Some of y'all are going, that's God. That's God. Roll the next picture. Even a boat, there's nowhere you can go. That you've seen a plane, you've seen a boat, you've seen the road. There's nowhere you can go that is not influenced and affected and controlled by the power of God. Roll the next picture. That's God. Roll the next picture. That's God. Roll the next picture. 
They are now cooking because all of the power is out. The kitchen is torn to pieces. So at least they got some food. So you got to be happy with what God has given you. That's God. Roll the next picture. That's God. The next picture. That's a bird. Wing is broken. But remember during the ark, God destroyed all of the animals except those that went inside of the ark. That's God. That's God. Next picture. That's God. Next picture. That's a church. Now, the church has both sides and all of the stuff blown off. So even the very church itself, you said, well, now look like God would spare the church house itself. God blew the walls off the church. Roll the next picture. So that was God. And see, the next picture is me. And sometimes you've got to understand that when you sometimes in a situation, that's God. And when you have been obedient, and even when you've been disobedient, he will send a corrective force, that's God. You have to be willing to follow where God leads you. Because wherever God is leading you is always for your elevation. It is always for your best. See, when you look at Jesus and the disciples, Virtually all of the disciples, with the exception of John, ended up dying horrible deaths. The disciples had to say, it's okay. You can destroy the box. You can burn the box. You can crucify the box. You can flay the box. You can put the box in boiling oil. You can drown the box. You can stab the box. You can do all this stuff to the box. That's okay. The box doesn't last that long anyway, and the box is not the big thing. You can do all this to the box, but only one can touch this. That's why Jesus says, don't be afraid of those who kill body. Be afraid of that which can destroy your immoral soul. So we've got to learn to focus on the real thing. And when we understand following God, there is nothing better that we can do with Now, God didn't tell the Israelites the whole plan at one time for capturing the promised land. He just told them first, cross the Jordan River. Then once they'd done that, he told them, go and capture Jericho. Once they'd done that, he said, go and capture Ai. Then once they'd done that, then go and defeat the Amorite kings. And he told them one step at a time. God did not tell them the whole plan. God is not telling you where you're going to ultimately end up. He's not telling you your whole destiny right now. All God will do is give you a piece of the path. Because he knows if you're not willing to step there, you're not willing to step way over there. And he has to take you one step at a time. There is no greater success for us than following God. And when you do not follow God, there is no success. Because you don't have heaven when this box gives out. Because the box will give out. You all know I've got a plan to live 116 years, but still, I've got 54 more years to go. That's a flash. And even at 116, I'm over halfway. I'm headed on the downside. No matter how you look at it, the box will not. So why do we spend all of our focus, all of our time, worrying about something that will not last anyway and spend so little of our time on the true treasure that God has placed inside? Your immortal, eternal spirit, if you have salvation. And that's the end of success forces. I want you successful. God wants you successful. And I believe that's why he has spoken the individual prophecies that have been and that are coming over everyone who was here on the last message. God has a destiny for you. He wants you successful. But you have to be 
in line with what he says and where he wants you to go, even when you don't want to. I'm a living witness of that because some of the stuff I just don't want to do. There's just no two ways about it. I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. Y'all got the stuff you just don't want to do. You just don't want to do it. So I understand it without question because that's why I understand clearer and clearer why God called the people the children of God, not the adults, the children of God. And I believe he used that word for the children of God because we're so much like children. And for those of you who have children, you know the good stuff you try to get your child to do. They just don't want to do it. They just don't want to do it. It's not that they're bad. They just don't want to do it. So we are the same way with so many of the things that God is trying to lead us into that will ultimately take us higher, but it sometimes takes us through the wilderness before it takes us to the promise. Success forces, the success force of following God. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. If you'd like to listen to the entire series called Success Forces, just go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to Success Forces absolutely free. I want you to be successful, and I know God. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was part 16 of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled The Success Force of Following God by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5807. That's 5807. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 5807 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.